It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, happy Monday. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, our French romantic Simon Marcel here as always. Bonjour la belle Angie Taylor. Comment ça va ce soir? How are you tonight? Comment ça va ce soir? Comment ça va ce soir? I only knew what you were saying because of voulez-vous Vous coucher avec, avec moi, moi ce soir. soir? And I knew that was tonight at the end. Tonight. I am very well tonight. Thank you. Yes, he is French. It's real. And French is where romance started, people. Hello? I'm kidding. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, hey, it's the birthplace of romance, right? And so what two better people than your jaded married mother, American, <laughs> and this French romantic to give you love advice, right? That's us. That's what we do. 855-905-8255 if you need some. So we came in today. It was a weekend. Mondays are always great for call-ins because, you know, drama happens on the weekends sometimes. And mm-hmm. I see a call waiting that we're going to get to next about a girl who says her boyfriend's not helping her move, mm-hmm. which to me already, I'll tell you, that's a red flag. Helping my husband move from New York to Chicago, he always says, is when he knew he fell in love with me because I flew out. It's a big out. gesture, Angie. It's a gesture to help someone move. That's the worst call you can get. Can you help me move or can you pick me up from the airport <laughs> are the two worst calls you can ever get. You know, as a friend, a family member, or, or yeah, sometimes yeah. apparently as a lover. So, Simon, when we come back, let's yeah. take this call. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie taking your calls on love, dating, romance. If you need advice, Simon Marcel and myself, we are here tonight for you. We are. Yes, 855-905-8255. Simon, let's pick up the line in Northampton, Massachusetts, listening on Mix 93.1. Here's Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Hello, Caitlin. Bonjour. Bonjour. How are you, Simon? I'm good, Caitlin. Welcome to The Rendezvous. Yes. How can we help you tonight, Caitlin? Well, I'm moving in like a week and a half, and my boyfriend is not helping me. Your boyfriend of how long? Three years. When you say helping, so nothing at all? Is he just like ignoring the fact that you need the help, or what exactly is it going on? He says it's like a personal thing because I have to sort through a lot of stuff, and you know, and it's something he knows that I have some really good girlfriends, you know, from church, and he's just really busy at work, and he's allergic to dust and blah Kaylin. blah blah. You know, like he's really to reasons dust? not to help me. Caitlin, this dude is allergic to manual labor and maybe <laughs> allergic to relationships because, listen, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest friends in the world. If I had a family who owned mm-hmm. a moving business, and yeah. I called my boyfriend and said, "Hey, I have to move," and he didn't offer to help. Knowing even that I have a family that owns a moving business, I would be so upset. And this is a boyfriend of three years. First of all, why are you not moving in together after three years? That's a good question. You know, I I feel like I don't want to move in together until we're engaged. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let me dig deeper and say, why are you not engaged after three years? That's another good question. (laughs) What does he say about that? Because I'm sure it's come up. He's waiting to get to a certain level in his career. Where he's not allergic to diamonds? Yeah, right. I know. He's you know, he's so driven in his career, like it's he's like got blinders on, you know. I, I'm and- really okay, so uh, listen, the moving is just the tip of the iceberg, and that's why I'm digging. If you're three years in and there's no progress here, for him to say he's very driven career, 
that's fine. Putting a ring on somebody's finger is not going to stop your career, okay? Simon, what advice do you have here for Caitlin? There is a sentence I've learned all my life with my parents. There is no love without proof of love. Mm -hmm. Everybody can say I love you, but it's in the act of I love you, you know if somebody means it. And so, you know, it's unacceptable, Kathleen, that his answer to you moving is like, do it on your own, on your girlfriends, from church or whoever. I have, yeah, listen, Kathleen, (laughs) I would really review where you are, and I don't know what are the good sides. He must have some good sides, of course, so you wouldn't be with him for three years. But I feel very upset that he's letting you down when it's time like that. I would not give him a break. I said, you're coming here, we're going to have a problem. You're not coming here to help me. I'm going to not see you for a long time. I really would put this ultimatum on him because it's unacceptable. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that too. I mean, it's very upsetting to me. I mean, he's he's offering to pitch in financially, like for the movers, but I just that's really different. feel like I need his support That's exactly it all together, you know? That's exactly it, Caitlin, is you need his support. I mean, listen, moving is very, very stressful, right? I mean... They so always stressful. say that, yeah, moving, job change, the, there are some of the most stressful things, divorce. If he's not offering to even be there when the movers come, like, for instance, my husband, if we have somebody coming to, I don't know, install the cable, my husband will not allow me to be home alone just in case the cable guy's a weirdo. There's a support thing that you're mm. not getting from your boyfriend that is just something you do when you love someone and you want to be there for them through any, you know, stressful time, change in their life, whatever it may be. And there's something that's really missing. He's missing a sensitivity chip, a relationship chip. He's allergic to caring. We have a problem. We have a serious problem, Kathleen. I mean, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Stand up for yourself. I mean, he's Thank standing you. up for his dust allergy. You can stand <laughs> up for your heart. For right, sure. Right, right. Thank you right. so much. I really appreciate it. Even just the conversation makes has me feel more supported, you know? Good. Anytime. Good. Anytime. And you, you should feel that way from your man, too. And we appreciate you listening and calling and let us know how that all goes, okay? And good luck with your mm-hmm. move. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bonne chance. Good luck to you. Okay. Thank you. Um, Simon, I want to know what other times... Do you have to be there for your partner? Like, there's a lot of things we do. Oh, there's a long list there. For relationships that we don't really feel like doing, but you have to do it because you love someone. I'll give you an example of what just happened to me um, Mm -hmm. last night, actually, when we come back. Yeah. On the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had a call uh, from Caitlin talking about how she's upset her boyfriend of three years won't help her move. Simon, Mm -hmm. you always say proof of love is the way to show up for someone. And when in life do you think a couple of examples where you better show up, you better show your proof of love? So let me give you a spectrum of this. There's no love without proof of love. You're a parent, you'll understand. For your kids, play. For your kids, yes. you have to show up, right? That's proof Everything. of love. Everything. Let's talk about best friends. So they, they call you, they're heartbroken. They're in trouble. They are celebrating a job. They, you're there for them. There is moment for your partner, for your love, your husband, where they need you to be there. Be yeah. there. There's be people there. who find excuses and the one that are there for you. And that's who loves you. That's the difference between, I think, being just somebody in your life or somebody in your life that loves you. You know, like I wouldn't expect 
you know, an acquaintance to give proof of love. I expect my best friends, my family, my lover to show proof of love at all times. I'll give you an example. Last night. What happened um, last night? You know, I have allergies like crazy. And I'm laying on the couch, super tired. I'm like, oh, stuffy. I was supposed to go work out with my husband. I passed on that. I'm like, I just need to lay here and relax. It's 6 o'clock at night. My brother calls me from the car, says, I'm an hour away. By the way, my brother lives in Minneapolis. He says, I'm an hour away with my wife, my Uh dog, and my four-year-old. We're driving to Detroit. Um, Can I come stay? I'm like, man, now I got to (laughs) entertain. I could have avoided that call. I could have said, get a hotel. Proof of love. That's, you know, you got to be there for the people that you love and the people that love you. For your big heart. No, I mean, exactly. Here's proof of love. Proof of love. Uh, Simon, I want to hear about your ways that you show your proof of love next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationship. Speaking of love, proof of love. That is your mantra, Simon. you got to prove you love someone. Not just saying it. So you said you had a story about your proof of love. Yeah, I have, I think, a story that you would appreciate. We all have a friend in our business. We all know she's wonderful. Yes. We all love her. And now she's remarried and happy. But about seven years ago, she was dating that guy, and um, she was madly in love with him. And he broke up with her right before Christmas or holidays in a horrible way. And honestly, everybody thought she was going to commit suicide. She was so, so depressed. So what I did with her is I let her call me, 24-7, and I'm talking about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning, and I did listen her tears, listen the venting, listen the anger, listen and listen for weeks and weeks and weeks. I have such friendship so for her. You that took her calls at 2, 3, 4 in the I morning. I told her, there is no wrong time to call me. Do not do anything stupid. Call me. She did. And then she came out of all this great. She never forgot it. And we've been great friends, best friends ever since. But so that, you know, is some like a way to show sometimes just to listen to your friend. Yeah, I agree. And that's an amazing proof of love to your friends. It is. It's your family. It's your friends. It's it's your mate. And now I'm so glad to know that you are that guy that I can call at 3 a.m. when I'm really um, angry with my husband. Anytime, and you'll Angie. pick up the phone. <laughs> I will pick up the phone for you and my friends and anyone I love. Absolutely. That's amazing proof of love, Simon. Thank you so much. All right. It is Monday, meaning it is Man Crush Monday, and we love to get emails or calls about what guy are you crushing on? You could be a girl (laughs) or a guy or whatever. We don't care. Uh, Who are you crushing on right now? What is the dilemma involving your Man Crush Monday? We're going to do that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Happy Monday. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Love, dating, romance, relationships. Speaking of Monday, it is Man Crush Monday. It sure is. You are my man crush every Monday, Simon Marcel. Only Monday, Angie? Not only Monday. Tuesday? Can I have? Can my husband have a few other days? <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. You, you get Monday. All right. You know, there's a lot of ways to reach out to us if you need love, dating, romance advice. Um, mm-hmm. You can do it on any of our social platforms as well as our phone. But our social, Simon and Angie on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We did get a direct message on Instagram from somebody who has a Man Crush Monday issue. They mm-hmm. don't want us to use their name. So I will just start with the uh, question. And it says, I met my friend's boyfriend for the first time, and we have crazy chemistry. It's like no one else is even there when we're together, including my friend. 
I don't know what to do because the chemistry is definitely noticeable to everybody else. I don't want to have this crush. I don't like it, but I also don't know how to stop. What advice can you guys give me? So our girl mm-hmm. has a best friend and she's crushing on her best friend's boyfriend. What should she do with that feeling? You have to ask yourself why a man I cannot have, a man I shouldn't have, is attracting me so much. Because that's where you have to rewire yourself a little. Uh, when you're attracted by somebody who's not available, by somebody who you shouldn't be attracted to, something in you is not right on uh, for a little bit. And you need to. Do you think it's natural, though? Let me give you an example. You're saying okay. to be attracted to somebody that's unavailable that you can't have, there's right. something wrong with you. I think a crush is normal. I mean, didn't you have crushes on teachers when you were in school? Didn't you have a crush on anybody that was unavailable? I had a crush on one of my girlfriend's boyfriends. It's normal sometimes to have a crush on somebody that you find physically attractive, that you find charismatic, that you feel like you have a connection with. But when I had that crush on my friend's boyfriend... The longer I spent with him, the more I realized I didn't have a crush on him. It was just like, oh, at first he's super cute and I feel like he's really charming. And then I got to know him and I'm like, it fades. I understand that, Angie. But the, but I was asking myself in a way, why would you be attracted by the unavailable one, right? So the crush is an emotion. It's not just visual. And I just thought, I've never had a uh, crush no, on I, my... I don't think a crush is an emotion. I think that's where we're different. Okay, so maybe that's a great... I think uh, a crush is... Yeah, I think but, a crush is just a, an immediate energy. I've never had a crush on my brother or cousin's girlfriend in my whole life. I would never, never allow myself to. Really? Them. You've Angie. never seen your cousin. And girlfriend? I've heard stories about you and your cousin back in the day. You've never seen a girl that your cousin's with and been like, whoa. No, wow is one thing. But crushing. That's what the crush is. That is a crush. Is like, oh. whoa, this is amazing. It's electric. I feel something that I want to, I don't know. I mean, my de- my cousin dated Ellie McPherson, okay? So I've seen Ellie. Ellie, Ellie McPherson. Ellie L- McPherson? Yeah. The Elle body? The yes, beautiful Ellie? So, so when I saw Ellie McPherson in the swimming pool for the first time, although it was very enchanting, but it was his girlfriend, and I was in admiration, but See? not a crush. But That's like an the- admiration is kind of a crush, don't you think? Nope. I feel crush involves a feeling of enchantment and romance. Admiration is a looking up to, not there was, desire There wasn't a part else. of you that saw Elle McPherson at the pool with her yes. amazing body and her beautiful supermodel looks that said, I would love to ooh-la-la with Elle McPherson. Never once. Lies! I, I don't lie to you. As a woman would see Elle McPherson come out of a pool and be like, but, I want that. Not if it's the partner of your sister or if you're the brother. Like, Even if, if it was. Brother. Yes. I don't think so, Angie. <laughs> All right, Simon. Listen, I really want us to, instead of debating about what a crush is, to give advice to our Instagram yes, girl on what should she do should that. do. And right. also, can you control who you're attracted to? Is that even a thing? Mm. All right. That is next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. We got an Instagram direct message uh, that came in, Simon and Angie on the gram, that Mm -hmm. was about a girl who is crushing on her best friend's boyfriend that she just met. And what do you do with those feelings, Simon? Can you control who you're crushing on, who you're attracted to? Do you think that's possible? You cannot control at first your emotions, but at the second thought, you start controlling it which means do I want to act on it or do I want to react positively and just move on and accept the fact 
it's just a crush or just a little flash Boom. of Boom. excitement. Boom. And that, I think, Simon, is the answer to our Instagram question because I feel like a crush is a crush because it comes hard and fast and yeah. hits you like it's crushing you like whoa yeah. that person is amazing but you have to know that a crush is fleeting and it comes in fast and it leaves just as fast yes, so it does i think you're right simon you just have to realize that this person is very off limits to you um you know i had a crush on my eighth grade English teacher, what's up, Mr. Rife? I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> Every single girl in our school had a crush on him. He wore guest jeans. He was the soccer coach. However, you know it's a crush, and you know there's nothing you can do about it. So you just right. take it for what it is. This person is amazing. Maybe in an alternate universe, different time, different life. But don't <laughs> act on it, like Simon No, don't said. act on it. That's the big difference. See it for take what it is. Be- yeah, your best friend is way more important than any fleeting crush you might have. So. Oh. Back up, Crushes girl. will back crush up. you. Just remember Crushes that. Crushes will crush you. There so, you go. All right, Simon Marcel. Thank you so much. When we come back, I want to go mm-hmm. to an email that we got now that came into simonandangie.com. It's for you specifically because you are a French romantic. Yes. I am. And it is a bonjour, Simon Marcel ah, email. That's next good. on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie tonight. Thanks so much for being with us. Simon Marcel, our French romantic. And you, Angie Taylor, a wonderful realist. Oh, thank y'all. Well, listen, I have uh, an email that came into simonandangie.com just for you. It's a bonjour Simon Marcel email. They want some of your romantic advice. So here we go. Stacy, listening in Troy, Michigan on 100.3 WNIC says, a guy that I'm seeing described me as voluptuous. I instantly got upset. I took it as him calling me overweight, which I'm not. He seemed caught off guard that I took it so poorly, but to me, it seems like an insult. Did I overreact, Simon? Stacy, I think you did overreact because for most 99% of men, voluptuous, et voluptueuse in French, voluptuous, is a compliment. It's oh. not an insult. It's erotic. It's exciting. Voluptuous, la volupté. It's a rare compliment given by men to women they like. Certainly I think it's not a great compliment. I think yeah. so too. We rarely hear it. But I can understand how some people might take it insulting. Like, oh, you're so, you know, strong and husky. You know, like husky for a man growing up, that was the, um, you know, plus size department of the men's store. So mm-hmm. um, I want to talk to some callers and find out like what you might find insulting that someone can say. Maybe they don't mean mm-hmm. it insulting. And for mm-hmm. you, you know, an insult is only if it's personal, I feel a lot of times. So if it's personal to you, it can mm-hmm. come off a different way. Let's take calls. 855-905-8255. That is next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. So we just had an email that came in to simonandangie.com. Somebody, Simon, wanted to know, hey, this guy that I'm seeing described me as voluptuous. I got upset. Mm -hmm. I thought he was calling me overweight. Simon, you said he was trying to deliver it as a compliment. Yeah, that's what I said to Stacey. I thought it was a compliment. Right. And um, what can be a compliment or what can be an insult is a very fine line depending on who is receiving it Mm -hmm. and what personal attachments they have to that or what personal feelings they have about it. So I wanted to go to the phones and talk to our listeners and find out 
what somebody could say to you that maybe they think it's coming off great. And to you, it doesn't sound great at all. Um, 855-905-8255. Let's pick up the phone listening in Conway, Arkansas on B98. Here's Fatima. Hi, Fatima. Bonjour. So you heard our conversation. Is that something that's affecting you? Did somebody give you a compliment or or what's going on? Okay, yeah. So a guy that I've been seeing, um, we've been dating steadily for about two months now. And um, he always tells me and he tells all of his friends, everybody, that I'm the most perfect girl he's ever been with. And everything about me is just perfect, perfect, perfect. And that is what stressful to you you don't find that as a compliment because why at first it was making me feel kind of like a princess and it was flattering and you know i liked it but now i'm like it's putting a lot of pressure on me and i don't know like if it's a red flag that i should actually be aware of at this point because i'm obviously not perfect and i'm afraid like he's going to start seeing more of my flaws and my true colors and then this image he has in his mind of me being perfect is be squashed. Honestly, Fatima, I think he's trying to tell you that you're perfect for him and not like you're perfect. You are without any flaws, like anything like that. So saying you're perfect and saying you're perfect for me are two different things. Simon, what do you think? I agree with you, Angie. I also think in the first 18 months, you know, there is this grace period where um, those things are said. After that, yeah. c'est la vie, and then we learn to live and learn and adapt to each other, to imperfections. I would yeah. not be too worried about it. I can see how it's a lot, it feels like a lot to live up to. You know, my husband and I always say, you're so perfect for me. Um, he is perfect for me. However, I can see how, um, you know, his quirks and his whatevers might make somebody else think I could never date this guy. Clearly, I am far from perfect, and most of my quirks and things would make men run. But to my husband, for some reason, I don't know why, I am perfect for him. So maybe if you think about it that way, and maybe he's just trying to say, hey, of every other girl whose crap I couldn't put up with, you are perfect in that way. I I like your crap. I can deal with it. It's no big deal. You're perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny that you guys both zeroed in on that because, honestly, I hadn't thought of it that way at all. Yeah. Um, probably just being a bit insecure and just feeling like, I, you know, I've been put on a pedestal. But I'm going to try to, like, make my mind think of it that way and, and see if that changes anything. Yeah, and, and you know, exactly. think, about, think about the things that you like about him and what is perfect for you and say, well, these things are perfect for me. And this is why right now in this time that you're dating, you're perfect for me as well. You know, he just maybe said it in a way that spooked you because you have, you feel like you got to live up to something. But I think that's a great compliment. I agree. And Angie, I hope that Fatima, you feel the same towards him. That's what I would want to know if I were him. Yeah. Thank you guys. Like this this is really helpful. (laughs) Good. Well, We're here to help, honey. Anytime you want to call, please do. And anybody else as well. Thank you so much. When we come back, Simon, I want to play a fun game. Never have I ever. Are you ready? Uh, I am ready. Are you ready, Angie? Well, I'm ready. Do you have questions ready? Are you ready to ask me some things? I've I've not ever been ready for you. No, I mean, you're always ready, honey. I mean, but... Don't ask me if I'm not ready. I am very ready. That's next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are love, dating, romance, and relationships and advice. But who are these people on your radio that are giving you advice? Um, Let's do a (laughs) get-to-know-the-show moment. How about that? Simon Marcel, our French romantic, and uh, myself. 
Yes. yes, American realist who keeps me real when I'm high in the cloud of romance. Yeah. Usually bring me back to reality. Well, nice, I want to play nicely. our favorite game, Never Have I Ever. Yes. And, you know, it's it's a game you've played with your friends over a couple cocktails. Pour yourself a drink and play along with us. Simon, I'm going to ask you the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Never have I ever had ooh-la-la with a coworker. Never. Really? No, never. No, it was a big rule. That, you know, um, I worked in a big uh, advertising firm that was very corporate-like. Well, that's I, probably a good thing know. then. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> I, and here on Your uh, radio life radio, never? That's never. shocking. I would tell you, no, never. All right, fine. Well, that's a boring answer. Dang it. But, All right. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait, but wait, you don't think you're going to get away from that question? Oh, that's not the question for me. You have your own pile of questions. I have Maybe my, you, you don't want to answer that question, Angie? I have. Yes, I have. Had ooh-la-la with a coworker. When was that? Um, which time? I've had... The last time. In my radio career, when I was a bartender, like I've had um, some ooh-la-la. <laughs> yes, I will say that. <laughs> okay. Have I time for a quick question? Simon puts me on the hot seat next with Never Have I Ever on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, Love Dating Romance, and now you're getting to know your Love Dating Romance um, gurus, your friends, Simon and Angie. We're playing Never Have I Ever, and we want you to play along with us. I was asking Simon a question, and now it's your turn to ask me one. Put me in the hot seat, Simon Marcel. Never have I ever woken up other people because I was having ooh-la-la too loud. Yes, I have. In fact, one moment in particular I'll bring up when I lived um, in Minneapolis in my apartment Mm -hmm. as a single girl, I had a neighbor Mm -hmm. come and yell at me because of my loud ooh-la-la. Simon, I'm not quiet. You know, I just like to be Are you a loud ooh-la-la-er? I might might be very vocal. I will will say that. (laughs) Uh, Moving right along, let me ask you, uh, Simon, never have I ever gone home with a stripper? No, I never brought home any stripper. Well, I have, but next. Uh, You have. Wait, do tell that story. (laughs) You have? I dated a male... Exotic dancer back in the day. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I even brought him to the company Christmas party, Simon. You did? Yes, I did. I may be the romantic, but you just heard why she's the wild and savage of us. (laughs) Well, I was really hoping at the company Christmas party he would give us some entertainment, and he, for some reason, was not. He didn't do some crazy dances? No, Mm. I thought maybe I would get a promotion from that. Go ahead, Simon. Last question. Yeah. Never have I ever... Friend zone someone every day of my life, Simon. Get I out always of here, friend zone people. You um, friends every day, you friend zone somebody, not every day, but I have many times. Of course, I have. I mean, okay. I think we all have at one time yeah. or another, right? I mean, you, you like somebody, but you don't see a future with them, right? That's friend right. zone. Okay, let's take a voicemail that we got that came into 855 905 8255. Somebody needs our help in their Great. love life next on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. If you ever have a question about your love life, your dating life, you need some advice for Simon and myself, and mm-hmm. we're not here maybe, you can always call us at 855-905-8255 and leave us a voicemail question. We'll get to it that way too. We have one from over the weekend, Simon, and let's listen to that now. Hi, Simon and Angie. Uh, my name is Jennifer. I'm Listening out of Westfield, Massachusetts, I listen on Mix 93.1, and I just need some advice. Um, I cheated on my ex-boyfriend 
about four years ago. And shortly after cheating on him, I ended up moving away to a new state for work. And uh, now I have moved back home and I realize that I still have feelings for him being back home in this environment makes me think about him all the time and realize how regretful I am for what I did and that I really had a great guy. And I know he's still single and we run in somewhat of a similar circle. And uh, I haven't seen him, but I want to really reach back out and see if there's anything still there. Uh, I just want him back and, and I'm hoping that you guys can help me uh, figure out how to do that and, and how to apologize for what I did uh, and let him know that I have moved on from everything that was my past life and mistakes and just want to be with him. So I look forward to hearing what advice you have. Thank you. Well, that's a tough one, Simon. You mm-hmm. cheat. Time has gone on. You want that old thing back. What would you tell Jennifer to do in this situation? Um, Jennifer, first, thanks for the voicemail for Angie and I. What I loved about your voicemail was the honesty, the sincerity, and the intention of coming to him, reaching out, saying hello, saying, you know, maybe I miss you. Let's talk about what happened so that a conversation can take place. Who doesn't dare doesn't leave. I'm a romantic. I believe everyone always should take a chance with a conversation. And if the person says, I can't forgive you, that's his right. If the person says, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, what you did to me is too much. I don't want to take a chance because what didn't work yesterday doesn't work today. You have to respect that. But I love where your heart is, Jennifer, which is the truth, the sincerity, the willing to apologize, ask for forgiveness, and then ask for a second chance. And I am about second chance, Angie. Yeah, I'm a little suspicious, though, because you talk about honesty, Simon, here, and and she's being honest about what she wants from him. But if you're going to be honest, you have to be honest with yourself and remember what led you to stray in the first place in that relationship. What was it then? And are you forgetting that feeling? Was there something you weren't getting? Because if you are going to go down this road and have that conversation about I want you back, you have to tell him this is what happened before I'm not in this place or this is how we can fix it and this is what I want. And also, I I think if you're going to come back into his life, which who knows how he dealt with that whole cheating situation. It might have been devastating. He might have just gotten over it. You do run in the same circles, like you said. I would poke around to the same circle friends and see where his head at is at in this whole thing because maybe – he was so devastated that you coming back into his life isn't going to be good for him. And, and, you know, maybe it's just let's just leave things the way they are. But you have to be really honest with yourself and understand what led you astray to begin with. Sure. I would not reach out to friends because it's really between you and him. Uh, people have some, sort of certainly judgments about what you did. You don't want that. I love the fact that Jennifer is vulnerable again. I mean, because going to back... To have a conversation with somebody you strayed on, mm-hmm. it's a hard one to have. Andy. It is. It takes it takes real determination and be vulnerable to criticism or worse. And that's what I loved about it is that, hey, I really screwed up in the past, but I would like a second chance. Yeah, you also have to assure him as to why it's not going to happen again because 
Right. You know, when you come back from cheating, there's so many residual trust issues. How is he supposed to trust you? Whatever led you astray before, how is that not going to come up again? And if it does come up again, what makes him believe that you're not going to take the same course of action? So Great question, Fancy. She yeah. must be willing and ready to answer those questions. But at least you'll have no regrets. Because if you don't try this one and you say, I don't have the strength, the courage, mm-hmm. I'm always mm-hmm. afraid, you'll have this regret, the one that got away for the rest of your life. Right on. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for leaving the voicemail. You're free to do that at any mm-hmm. time. And thanks for listening to The Rendezvous. More when we come back. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us. If you missed any of our show, please check out the podcast, simonandangie.com. We have great love dating romance topics, including our Man Crush Monday email from a listener who has a crush on her bestie's boyfriend. Not mm-hmm. good. Also, uh, Stacy's bonjour Simon Marcel email about her man calling her voluptuous. She took it as an insult. <laughs> yeah. You know, one person's compliment could be another person's insult, depending on their personal mm-hmm. feelings toward it. And then also Caitlin's call about her boyfriend who won't help her move, which to me just was like, why? Why are you still in this with somebody who's not in it with you? But Simon, that's where your Simon Says came into play. Thanks, Angie. I said, if your partner shows you they don't care, believe it. And I was as upset as you, Angie, in that case, that if you're in a relationship and your partner is moving and you don't want to move a finger and you don't want to participate, you don't want to be there, you don't want to contribute, where is the love? All right. Right. And so you also have to be, if you're on the receiving end on this problem, just believe there is no love also because sometimes we just don't want to see or hear the truth. So believe what you see and believe what you hear. Keep your eyes open and your heart. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. You can always check us out, Simon and Angie, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All of Simon Says's are on there. Mm -hmm. All of our topics, all of our discussion. It doesn't stop when we are off the air. It continues everywhere. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Until tomorrow, have a great night. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.